Good evening, welcome to the new episode of the Haunted Log Old Time Radio Mystery Theater presents The Saint. Tonight we're doing two episodes, and they're great. I'm Nick, and I am joined by... Kirk. Ryan. And we are going to listen to the episodes and come back and discuss them. We'll probably just discuss one, because we're going to say the same thing about both of them. All right, see you in about uh, 45 minutes. The National Broadcasting Company delays the start of this program to bring you a special bulletin. From the NBC newsroom in New York, a display of perfect teamwork by American ground and air forces has stalled the communist drive on the Chonan front. One dispatch says the North Koreans have suffered their first real thrashing of the invasion. And their push on Taizhan with 50,000 troops has been halted, at least for the moment, at a point some 35 miles from Taizhan. Keep tuned to your NBC station for the later news. Adventures of The Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charters, and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes to radio, transcribed, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saint. Taxi! Taxi! You don't want a taxi, Mr. Templer. I got a car right here. What? Well, Augie Cothelthwaite. When did you leave Alcatraz? Oh, I got my diploma a couple of months ago. Now I'm back on the apple. Oh. Hop in. Are you going my way? Yeah, I'm going your way. All right, thanks. You're sure it's no trouble? It's no trouble. Move into the driver's seat. You want me to drive? That's right. Why? Oh, don't tell me this is a hot car, and you don't want to be found at the wheel. How did you guess? Augie, didn't you learn anything in prison? Yeah, I learned crime does not pay, besides which it is against the law. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Didn't you know? I mean, I'm glad to find out you know. Oh, sure, Mr. Templer. I learned my lesson. I'm off crime for keep. But uh, then this car... Ain't it a beaut? And the keys was in it. With a setup like that, it'd be a crime not to take it. And like I said... Yes, I... you're off crime for Keats. Yeah. Now, let's go, shall we? Start her up. Oh, but Augie... Do like I tell you. Oh, certainly, Augie. That's right. Now, put her into first. Oh, Augie, why didn't you swipe a car with automatic drive while you're at it? I just wasn't thinking. Augie, uh, why the gun? So you'll do like I tell you. Oh. That's how come you're driving. I want to keep my eye on you. Uh, the eye, I don't mind. It's the gun I resent. Put it away and I'll be grateful as long as I live. Trouble is, you ain't going to live very long. Oh, so that's how we stand. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Templer, but what can I do? The job's a job. Chuck the job. You know the saying, all work and no play. Oh, I'll play after I knock off. You mean after you knock me off? That's right. But, Augie... You know, if you kill me, you'll hate yourself in the morning. Yeah, I know. But if I don't, I'll hate myself tonight. It's a cash deal. And if I top whatever you're getting? No dice. 
I got my reputation to think of. <laughs> Pardon me for being crude. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Templer. Well, as long as you're determined to get rid of me, at least tell me who's giving the orders. Oh, sorry. That's confidential. Oh, I won't breathe it to a living soul, believe me. Huh? Oh. I guess you won't at that. So there's no harm. In... I guess you're right, under the circumstances. Well, then? It's a guy named Ronald Stanton. Ronald Stanton? Who's he? In my business... You don't ask questions. All right, a guy named Ronald Stanton. But what's he got against me? Look, in my business, you Ah, yes, but in my business, you do. Oh. Well, all I know, Stanton calls me in, gives me the assignment, gives me a down payment, and I get the rest on delivery. Of my course. Right. Well, it's nice work if you can get it. Yeah, I'm sorry about this, Mr. Templer, but times are tough. Mm Mm-hmm. You've got to take what comes along. Mm Mm-hmm. Opportunity only knocks once. Mm-hmm. A guy's got to live. My sentiments exactly. Hey, wait a minute. What are you doing? I'm just stepping on the gas. Slow down. I said slow down or I'll plug you. You think we can find a coffin built for two? Look out for that car. Close. What are you trying to do, scare me to death? It's a thought. If you don't stop... Yes? If you don't stop... You said that before. Please, Mr. Templer. Oh, you want me to stop? Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. What what hit me? The windshield, and now I'll take that gun. Uh, Come on, Augie, snap out of it. uh, Mr. Templer, what was the idea? Don't you realize we might have been killed? I'm expecting visitors. Very good, sir. Yes? Are you Ronald Stanton? Yes, and you? Simon Templer, I... Simon Templer, as I live and breathe. (laughs) No, as I do. Surprise, isn't it? Where's Augie? Nursing a headache. Oh, dear me, I should have known. May I come in? I want to talk to you. Certainly, certainly. Said the spider to the fly. But before you get any ideas, Mr. Stanton, I've left word I was coming here. So for your sake... I quite understand. Come in. Right. Now, uh, you have nothing to worry about, Mr. Templer. I am constitutionally incapable of violence. That's why I'm forced to depend upon dullards like Augie. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm really in every way unsuited for the sort of work I've engaged in. I should have been an artist. I have the soul of an artist, the temperament of an artist, the intellect of an artist. Well, then but... why aren't you an artist? My paintings stink. Oh. Uh... So you'll find me a swindler instead. Degrading, but <laughs> a man must live. So I've heard. And at least it does involve the intelligence. Matching one's wits, as it were. <gasps> oh, dear me. What's the matter? I just remembered. I must make a note to call the florist in the morning and cancel the flowers. What flowers? For your funeral. You won't be needing them, will you? <laughs> Not if I can help it. Mm, pity. They were gorgeous. You'd have loved them. Well, I'll try to bear up. <sighs> well, now, uh, to business. I suppose you've come here for your money. Have I? Mm. Since Augie failed me, I'm afraid I'll have to pay. Uh, By the way, you're not going to hold this unpleasantness with Augie against me, are you? A little thing like that? Don't be silly. (laughs) I knew you'd understand. It was a natural move on my part. Anyone would have done the same, rather than pay. Uh, You would have yourself. I wouldn't have used Augie. Neither shall I next time. But since you and I understand each other, it won't affect our dealing. Not in the least. Good. Then it's still just the agreed-upon amount. Uh, uh, yes, yes, the agreed-upon amount. Excellent. I uh, may not have it all here, though. We'll see how much is in the safe. Uh, just a moment. Uh, mm, mm. Afraid uh, this isn't quite enough. 
Let me count it. Don't you ever keep that safe locked? I never can remember the combination. Uh, no. No, this is only 12,000. Only 12,000. Yes. You see, I really didn't expect you. If you'll come to the office in the morning, I'll give you the other three. Will you be there? Unless I wake up in the meantime. Good night, Mr. Stanton. office, hasn't he? Yes, very. And a well-equipped receptionist. Oh, what do you want? Uh, what do I want? Uh, we'll get around to that later. Right now, I want to see Mr. Stanton. Who shall I say is calling? Simon Templer. Simon Templer? Not the saint. All right, not the saint. Oh, but you must be. All right, I am. Well, I wish you'd make up your mind. Well, I'm really Bulldog Drummond, but I'm traveling incognito. Now, may I see Mr. Stanton? Just a moment. Secretary. Oh, hello. Ah, yes, ah, yes. Uh, Templar. Uh, what is it, sir? What is it? I'd like to see Mr. Stanton. Uh, Mr. Stanton is a very busy man, sir. Very busy. He'll see me. Well, now, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, uh, but I do know. I do know. As a matter of fact, I don't believe he's in yet. Uh, don't believe he is. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait. Uh, can't I help you? Uh, have you got $3,000? The $3,000. $3,000. To go with twelve. I don't understand. I didn't think you would. I'll wait for Mr. Stanton. Very well, if you insist. Very well. Now, come inside. Uh, you can wait there. Uh, thanks. Uh, oh, um... The name is Linda. Oh, well, I, I hope you'll be here when I get back. I'll make a point of it. <laughs> uh, lead on, Mr. Briggs. You can wait in my office. Uh, this door right here. Go on in. Thanks. Do you... Oh. Yes, Mr. Stanton. Linda, where's Briggs? Isn't he in his office? I've been buzzing. No answer. Go find him, will you? Yes, Mr. Stanton. He was here a little while ago. the one who knocked you out? I wouldn't be surprised. But why? That, as they say, is the question. And why did he tell you that Mr. Stanton wasn't in? That, as they say, say, how many questions are there? And as long as questions seem to be in order, allow me, uh, is Mr. Stanton in? Yes, he's been in all morning, so I couldn't understand Look, what... help me up, will you? Oh, of course. Oh, thanks. What? Mm, nice. Leaning on you. I must remember to get knocked out more often. Do you think you can walk? Mm, probably, but I don't feel inclined to find out. Well, we can't just stand here with our arms around each other. Can't we? Well, on second thought, perhaps we can. <laughs> on first thought, we can. Here comes Mr. Stanton. Well, 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 isn't this chummy? Uh, this is Mr. Templer, Mr. Stanton. He's just had a frightful experience, and I... Frightful? Quite the contrary, I'd say. I mean, he was knocked out. Naturally. One look at you and any man. I mean, literally. Uh, with a sap, a blackjack. What? Oh, no. Oh, yes. But that's incredible. Who? Why? I'm afraid you'll have to ask your secretary. Oh, yes, Briggs. 
Where is he? I can't find him, Mr. Stanton. He seems to have left the office. Could he have left without your seeing him? Yes, Mr. Templer. Through the back. But are you... Are you trying to say that Briggs knocked you out, Mr. Templer? Is it so hard to believe? I just don't understand it. Well, I came here for sugar, so I suppose he decided to give me my lump. <laughs> quite good, quite good. <laughs> ah, yes, sugar. You want the 3000 I'll get it for you, Mr. Templer. All right. And uh, we're agreed this settles my account with you, eh? Yes, Stanton, it does. But I still have an account to settle with Mr. Briggs. I didn't expect to see you. I invited you for dinner. Did you think I'd stand you up? I mean, under the circumstances. What circumstances? Haven't you heard? They've found Briggs. Good. I'll settle with him later, right now. Aren't you afraid you'll be seen? Now, don't tell me you have a jealous husband. I don't have a husband. There, you see, life can be beautiful. But the police... Are a very dull topic of conversation. I prefer... But they're looking for you. For me? Yes. So I'll buy a dog license. It's not about a dog license. I told you, they've found Briggs. So you did. What's he been saying about me? Nothing. Dead men never do. Well, they're not... Dead men? Yes, didn't you know? He's been murdered. I beg your pardon, monsieur. Would you care to order now, sir? I'll be very honest with you, Captain. I, I'm not a bit hungry. But, monsieur, may I suggest... Uh, no, no, thank you. But the chef has prepared poison on the glass. Tell the chef to have one on me. Very well, monsieur. Now, Linda, what were we talking about? Oh, Simon. So I'm suspect number one. Yes. Did you do it? Kill Briggs? I hardly knew him. I only kill old friends. You don't seem to realize how serious this is. My conscience is clear, and I've got a good lawyer. Tell me something about Stanton, Linda. What about him? What's his racket? Why, he's in the real estate business. So it says on his door, but what's his racket? I don't understand. <laughs> I wonder. All I know is Mr. Stanton has some big project underway. He's been selling stock in it. So that's it. What? The racket. <laughs> I don't know about it being a racket. It's a business deal. I thought it was legitimate. Look, you don't pay off somebody to the tune of 15000 to shut him up about a legitimate business deal. Did Mr. Stanton do that? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know much about it. I've only worked for him a short while. Who did he pay off? Me. You? But you said you didn't know. I didn't. But then we all make mistakes. You mean Mr. Stanton is a swindler, and he thought you found out, so he paid you to shut up? Mm-hmm, that's right. And you accepted his money? Well, it seemed a shame to spoil his fun, but I'll contribute it to a worthy cause. <laughs> uh, do you feel like a worthy cause? But what made Mr. Stanton think that you knew? Briggs, obviously. He must have been blackmailing Stanton in my name. Why your name? If I say so myself, Linda, and I do, it's a name that carries weight with the underworld. But why didn't he use his own name? He anticipated Augie. What? Blackmail is a hazardous occupation. Briggs wanted to avoid the hazards. So he used my name, probably intending to send a messenger for the money. But Stanton jumped the gun by sending Augie after me. Who is Augie? One of nature's mistakes. That's not very specific. If I were any more specific about Augie, I'd spoil your appetite and it's time for dinner. So let's forget about Augie and order, shall we? <laughs> You don't want a taxi, Mr. Templer. I got a car right here. Well, speak of the devil. Were you speaking of the devil, Mr. Templer? Figuratively, Augie. Oh, Linda, this is Augie. I see. Likewise. I am charming to have met you. It is a pleasure. 
Now, scram. What? Scram. I'm afraid you'd better scram, Linda. But... Will you be all right? Yes, I'm sure Augie will take care of me, won't you, Augie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, look, sister, you don't scram so good. You want I should show you how? No, she don't want you should show her how. Go on, Linda, I'll call you later. All right. All right, Simon. I'll be waiting. And you, Mr. Templer, get in the car. But, Augie, you heard me. Ah, me a gun again. Augie, this is where I came in. You mean this is where you get in? Go ahead. All right, Augie. Only this time... I drive. Oh, I'm hurt. You didn't like my driving. So you're hurt. I let you drive, we'll both be hurt. <laughs> my left hand stays in my lap with the gun. So just sit quiet. <laughs> I uh, see Stanton changed his mind. About what? Firing you. Why should he fire me? Uh, he was very upset by last night's fiasco. Well, Mr. Stanton is not a man to hold a grudge. Oh, I see. Besides which, I know too much. About what? Things. Well, I'm glad you kept your job. I'd hate to be taken for a ride by a really efficient hoodlum. That's no way to talk, Mr. Templer. I'll have you know I ain't no hoodlum. I'm sorry, I stand corrected. You'll sit right where you are. Yes, Augie. And no tricks this time. No, Augie. We ain't going to have another Fabasco. No, Augie. I am a careful driver. So I see. But now let's see how you do with my foot on yours. Hey! Just watch where you're going, Augie. Get off my foot! All right, Augie. Hey! <laughs> Congratulations, Doggy. You're really alert. The way you grabbed that wheel, of course, when you grabbed the wheel, I grabbed the gun. Oh, this is getting monotonous. Well, I'm willing to quit if you are. Believe me, Mr. Templer, I am giving it serious consideration. Mr. Templer, as you live and breathe. Quite. But where's Augie? He met with another Fabasco. I beg your pardon. <laughs> you ought to, Stanton. And you can cancel the flowers again. I'm still alive. Why, of course you are. Why shouldn't you? Oh, oh, dear me. Did you think that Augie was trying to kill you again? Wasn't he? Dear me, no. I simply asked him to bring you here. Uh, he doesn't extend a very cordial invitation. No, I'm afraid not. But here I am anyway, Stanton. So what do you want? It's rather difficult to ask without Augie. It shouldn't be hard to ask. It might be hard to get. Yes, but since Augie failed again, why did you come? To find out why you sicked him on me again. I understood that when you paid me off this morning, we were quits. Ah, but that was before the murder. That alters matters. How? You have $15,000 of mine. Yours? I don't wish to discuss ethics, Mr. Templer. Let's just view this pragmatically as simply a bit of tit-for-tat, as it were. Very well, pragmatic tit-for-tat. What does it mean? I paid you $15,000 for silence. I thought you might care to repay me the fifteen for same. What would I want you to be silent about? Your whereabouts. The police are looking for the man who was in Stanton's office this morning. I see. If you were here in Augie's custody, I could offer you the choice of freedom or arrest. But uh, since Augie once again failed me, the whole matter becomes an academic question. Mm -hmm. But uh, you can't blame me for trying. After all, you would have done the same. In fact, you did the same, eh? Every man for himself. And no hard feelings, right? Quite. Good night, Mr. Stanton. <laughs> key to the office? Yes. Good. I'll meet you there in 20 minutes. Why? Because I don't have a key. I mean, why do you want to get into the office? 
To find something. What? A clue. What clue? How should I know? I haven't found it yet. Don't you expect to? Uh, with your help. All right, I'll be there. But look out for Stanton. Why? I have an idea he'll be coming, too. Oh, did you ask him? No, but I don't think he needs an invitation. And you don't want him to see me? Not until we're in the office. I don't want to scare him away. Oh, it begins to sound ominous. You afraid? Not as long as you're there. I wonder how I ought to take that. As a compliment. All right. I'll be waiting, Linda. Hurry. Am I late, Simon? Right on the nose. Oh, good. I hurried. Well, let's go in. All right. Don't turn on the light. I don't want Stanton to know we're here. Whatever you say. But what makes you so sure he's coming? I just paid him a visit. I could see he was packing. He's preparing to leave town, and he'll probably want to clean out the office first. He's running away? So it would seem. Well, now what do we do? I'm going in back to see what I can find. You stay here at your desk. If Stanton comes, buzz me. You mean I stay alone in the dark? Well, I'll only be a minute, then we'll stay together in the dark. All right. Can you find your way to the door? Yeah, yeah, I found it. I'll be right back. All right. Yes, Simon? You want something? Has Stanton showed up? Not yet. Well, I'll be right out. Did you find what you were looking for? Yes. Already? Already. Amazing. You don't know the saint. I'll be right out and give you a chance to learn. Yes, we've been waiting for you, Stanton. How did you know? Elementary, my dear Stanton. Hmm. Seems you've beaten me, Templar, to everything except the draw. Put up your hands. I thought gunplay was out of your line, Mr. Stanton. Sometimes one is forced to take matters into one's own hands. But I assure you, I don't relish it. So please do as I say, both of you. Because if I'm forced to shoot you, I know I shall be quite ill. What are you going to do? If you two will just stand quietly with your hands raised. I have a better idea. He's between us, Linda. He can't watch us both at the same time. Get over next to her, Templar. Ordinarily, there's nothing I'd rather do. But under the circumstances... If you don't obey me, much as I hate the sight of blood, I shall be forced to shoot you. In other words, Stanton, there comes a time when even you are willing to commit murder. Only when absolutely necessary. It's a nice distinction. I don't care to discuss it. Now, will you get over next to Linda? On the contrary. Linda, while he's watching me, now is your chance. Clout him with that standing ash. No, no. No, you don't. All right, Stanton, now that you've turned to her, I've got you covered. Drop your gun. All right, all right. Don't shoot. As I've told you, I can't stand the sight of blood. Especially my own. Pick up his gun, Linda. I've got it. Uh, Dear me. Perhaps Augie isn't so incompetent after all. Gunplay can be quite complicated. Well, we'll send you where you can learn the art from experts. Let me have his gun, Linda. And then you can call the police. All right. The police? But but you can't. Can't we? You you promised if I paid you... I didn't promise a thing, Stanton. That was Briggs. What? Besides, there's more than just a swindle to settle. Let's not overlook the murder. Quite right, sir. You put the police on to me, you'll have to face them for the murder charge. I wouldn't try to pin the murder on me, Stanton. You see, I could point out that Briggs was blackmailing you in my name. You found out about it and... Are you trying to say that I killed Briggs? It's as good a story as that I did. Why, you you have no proof, Templar. We'll see. I came here this morning at your invitation. Briggs was terrified. He didn't know you and I had met before. He thought if I talked to you, you'd find out I wasn't the one who was blackmailing you. And it might give Briggs' game away, so he knocked me out. 
to keep me from meeting you. That still doesn't prove anything. Ah, yes, proof. The proof of the pudding is in the eating, and you can't eat your proof and have it, too. What on earth does that mean? <laughs> Nothing at all. Go on, Linda, call the police. Yes, sir. Templar! Shh, please, the lady is phoning. Hello, operator? I want the police, please. Hello, police? Can you send a car to the Stanton Real Estate Company? Eights and Hudson Street. We have a swindler and a murderer, that's right. Yes, that's right. Eights and Hudson. Goodbye. Templar, you're making a big mistake. I know, but I wanted to give Linda a chance to complete the call, Stanton. Naturally, she wouldn't have if I'd said she is the one who killed Briggs. What? What? Uh, Linda, it looks like we never will get that chance to sit in the dark together. This is absurd. Why would I want to kill Briggs? Because you were in on his scheme with him, and you were afraid if he were caught at it and talked, he'd implicate you. So you killed him while I was unconscious. Why, you... You're... You're crazy is the usual line at this point. Well, you are. I had nothing to do with Briggs. Yet when I came here and asked to see Stanton, you left your desk and went in to get Briggs instead of talking to him on the intercom. Well, you I... You wanted to talk to him behind my back in case he wanted to cook up a story. No. Then why didn't you use the intercom? It's connected with his office and it works. I checked. So that's what you were looking for. You think you're so clever. Well, you can just... Ah, uh, Linda, Linda, careful. Remember, I'm a saint. <laughs> You want a taxi, Mr. Templer? I got a car oh, here. Oh, no, Augie, not again. What's the matter, Mr. Templer? Don't you like my company? It's not that, Augie, but I'm warning you, if you keep driving a hot car around town, some nice policeman is going to speak harshly to you and pull you in. Uh, Mr. Templer? Yes, Augie? To tell you the truth, it ain't a hot car. Not even slightly warm? Nope. I bought it. Paid cash. But... Yeah, I wouldn't like it to go no further. Oh, I understand, Augie. Don't worry. I won't say a word. I realize what it would do to your reputation. You have been listening to another adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. And now, here is our star, Vincent Price. This year, the Forest Service of the United States Department of Agriculture prevails on the vacationing and motoring public to exercise extreme care with fire while living, working, or visiting in or near forest and woodland areas. Remember, friends, it only takes a moment's carelessness or thoughtlessness to set fire loose in the forest. So let's all be careful. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of the saint. Good night. script of The Saint was written by Jerome Epstein. Our cast tonight included Francis Robinson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Ted Von Elts, and Donald Wood. The music was composed and conducted by Vaughn Dexter. The Saint, transcribed based on characters created by Leslie Charters, is a James L. Sapir production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price can now be seen in the Universal International picture Curtain Call at Cactus Creek. And all you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer is Don Stanley. 
Night Thieves and Top Secret, two suspense-filled, action-packed shows, come to you tomorrow night on NBC. Make a date. Here's Top Secret with Lona Massey as a counter-espionage agent and Night Thief, the story of Chicago after dark. Both top shows tomorrow night on NBC. Next, it's Sam Spade, then Summer Symphony with Benny Goodman on NBC. Adventures of the Saints, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor Vincent Price as... The Saint. Thank you. Uh, come in, Mr. Templer. Oh, Warden, how are you? Oh, just as gloomy as ever. Sit down. I haven't seen you for a long time. I do my best to keep out of jail. And you do your best to get a lot of people in. What can I do for you? And I wanted permission to see one of your prisoners. Oh? Yes, Tommy Patchick. Can't be done, even for you. Patchick's in the prison hospital. No visitors allowed there. Oh, I see. You know Tommy? Mm, he did some work for me years ago, Warden, that's all. I didn't even know he was here in prison until I got his letter. Letter? I wonder how he got a letter out of here. I don't know. He couldn't very well have put it in the mailbox at the corner. Mm. Mind if I take a look at it? Oh, of course not. Here it is. Dear Mr. Templar, maybe I got no right to ask your help, but I need it bad. They're trying to kill me, but I don't know why. Tommy Patchek. Hmm. You know, I've got a hunch Tommy's telling the truth. Am I right, Warden? Yes, you are. Patchak's been here three years. He's due out next spring. In three years, there have been five attempts on his life by other prisoners. The latest was just a day or so ago. Was he hurt seriously? Knifed, but not seriously. We don't know who did it, and Patchak's too scared to tell. Most likely, we'll never know. Warden, haven't you any way of protecting this man? Protect him? Look, Templar. This prison was built for 1,200 men. I've got 4,000. The guards are overworked and underpaid. The food's bad. There's no recreation facility. And every year, society sends me a thousand more men and says, keep them in your crowded cage for a few years and send them back good citizens. Protect, Patchek? Why, I can't even... Hey, what's that? There's been a break. Hello? Evans, where is it? How many? I see. Be right over. What is it, Warden? Your friend Patrick Templer. He couldn't wait for you. He's gone. Read all about the prison break. Patrick's still at large. Read all about it. Extra. Taxi. Hey, taxi. Well, good afternoon, Louis. Afternoon, Mr. Templer. Ain't it a heavenly day? Yes, Louie, it is. Where to, Mr. Templer? 312 Main Street, Louie. Gotcha. 
you read about that prison break last night, Mr. Templer? Say this Patrick rode out in the laundry truck. You think they'll catch him? Oh, sooner or later, Louie. They always do. You know something? I kind of hope they don't. In my, uh, in my sub-unconscious, that is. Uh, why is that, Mr. Templer? The universal guilt feeling, Louie. Whenever there's a man in hiding, that man might be you or me. Yeah, yeah, fruit, huh? Louie, it's Freud. That's what I said, Siegfried Freud. You know something more, Mr. Templer? I kind of felt this way when that leopard escaped last spring, remember? Then he come back to his cage all by himself. It was kind of sad. Yeah, an allegory, Louie. No, 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 it was a leopard. You think Patrick will come back to the cage, Mr. Templer? Well, I'm afraid that for him there is no hiding place. Hey, isn't this Main Street, Louie? Hmm? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, 312. Anybody we know? I got a tip that Tommy Patrick used to live here. Perhaps if I can help him, then you and I won't feel so guilty. Wait for me, Louie, huh? Sure. I'll be darned. What's the matter? I've been to this house before. You've got friends in the strangest places. Yeah. As I remember, the landlady was one of the most charming, cultivated damsels I ever had the pleasure of meeting. <laughs> Some guy's got all the luck. Uh, you sure you don't want me to come with you? No, thanks, Louie. I want her all to myself. Dear heart and gentle person, don't you remember me? My memory ain't so good. Well, I'm a friend of Tommy Patchett. Oh, you are? Know who I am? Shirley Temple. You're a cop, that's what. Cops have been thicker than flies around here last night and today both thicker than flies. Well, for here, that's pretty thick. I run a respectable rooming house, and every time a cop comes to the front door, five more rumors go out the back. Oh, rumors are flying. Worse for business than the bubonic plague. I hate cops. What do you want, cop? I'm not a policeman, really. I'm trying to help Tommy if I can. If you know anything... I got a very poor memory. Well, now, here, would a treasury note refresh it any? I got a memory like an elephant. Come on in. Thank you. Now, about Tommy Patrick. Well, say, you sure you're not a cop? Quite sure. Well, I ain't looking for Tommy to come here, but he's got a sister... Nancy. I didn't know that. Yeah, the cops don't either. They were raised separate, and Tommy didn't want her brought into his trouble. Any idea where I could find her? I got a very poor memory. Uh, here we are. Thanks. She works in the voodoo room, cigarette girl. Voodoo room? That's Charlie Farrelly's place, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Say, you positive you're not a cop. Madam, I might as well confess I am a personal emissary of J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, huh? Well, that's good enough for me. Finest president we ever had. Mm, thank you and goodbye, Barbara Fritchie. Bartender, who do you think you're talking to? Well, you're standing behind the bar. I presumed you were the bartender. Well, I'm not. Joe is. I'm a big shot around here. Oh, I beg your pardon. I'll wait for Joe, the small shot. Well, he'll have a long wait. He went out to get a drink, which means he won't be back for several drinks. What'll it be? Uh, scotch over ice, please. Coming up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Nancy around? 
Nancy around. Who wants to know? A guy wears a necktie, drinks scotch in the afternoon, thinks all the girls should fall down dying dead when he waves his little finger. Look, all I asked was, is Nancy... Big man drinks scotch in the afternoon, thinks he's got a right to... Real big operator here drinks scotch in the afternoon. I said go away, please. You talk too much and you don't say anything. Just go polish your glasses. Okay, okay. Real big pinstripe white shirt necktie type operator. Well, you want to see me, Rosa? I was down at the state prison last night. I had a letter from a man who wanted to see me, but he couldn't wait. Tommy. Yes. I'm Simon Templer. I used to know your brother. What do you want? I want to help if I can. You're the saint, aren't you? Yes. I remember Tommy talked about you. Could you come to my place later? I live at the Sheldon. It's the back apartment on the second floor. What time? Around 11. I'll take off early tonight. I'll be there, Nancy. Do you think there's any chance Tommy might come? I don't. Excuse me, but I got a message to deliver, Mac. Well, what is it, Jack? Mr. Ferrelli just said that he wants to see you in his office. Keep out of this, Frank. Ferrelli doesn't even know he's here. I said that Mr. Ferrelli wants to see Mr. Man of Distinction here. And if I have to persuade him, then I'll persuade him. Now, stop flexing your muscles, Frank. You need your strength for the cocktail hour. I said that Mr. Ferrelli wants to see you. Hmm. What an unattractive gun. It matches your face. Hey, listen, Mac. Please, I'm... Mr. Tinker. Lead on, Jack. Now, you lead. I'll be right behind you just to make sure that you get there. You stay here, Nancy. Some big deal, this guy. Scotch in the afternoon. <laughs> Thinks right away all the girls should fall down dying dead when he... Guy to see you, Mr. Pirelli. He was bashful, so I brought him. Oh, come in. Come in, Mr. Uh, Diamond Templar. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the voodoo room, Mr. Templar. Let us see more of you. Cigar? Hmm. Thank you. That's our own brand. And the violet perfume for the lady of your choice. Voodoo from the voodoo room. <laughs> That's a little trick I picked up from Sherman Billingsley. Hmm. Thank you. And where did you pick up this little trick, Mr. Pirelli? Right? Yeah. Well, he's rather class conscious, but a hard worker. He was asking about Tommy Patrick, Mr. Ferrelli. I heard him. Indeed. Well, uh, you're a friend of Tommy's, Mr. Templer? Possibly. Possibly. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might possibly be in touch with him soon? I couldn't say. You couldn't say. But you could tell us the basis of your interest in Tommy. I could, but I see no reason to. You see no reason to. Mr. Templer, showing interest in other people's affairs is not always healthy, and some people know this instinctively, and others have to be taught. Teach him, Frank. Sure. That's such a big operator now. That's enough, Frank. That's enough. Going out the back way. Well, okay, Mr. Ferrelli. Hey, Mr. Ferrelli, I think I broke the bottle of perfume you gave me. I heard something crack. Well, let's look on the bright side, Frank. Might have been a real. Yeah, might have. Yeah, saves them right. Drinking scotch in the afternoon with a necktie. Louis. Hey, hey, Mr. Temple. What happened? Here, wait, I'll, I'll help you into the chair. Uh, uh. Oh, gee, what happened, Mr. Templer? You look horrible. You sure smell pretty, but... It's a doubtful consolation. I I tangled with the Mr. Charlie Ferrelli. Yeah. How does he look, huh? Not a scratch. Oh, that Ferrelli is bad medicine. Stay away from him, Mr. Templer. The less you know about his business, the better. Maybe. 
But after you take me home for repairs, you can take me to the morgue. The morgue? Yeah. I hope and trust a round trip. Uh, the newspaper morgue. Oh. I'm going to do some checking on Frelly. I begin to detect quite an odor about this whole business. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. I hardly trust myself in the same camp with you. <laughs> you get it, Mr. Templer? You said so you detect an odor, so I said... Louis, I Louis, home. Yes, sir. Hello, Sam. Well, Simon Templer, the Robin Hood of modern crime. <laughs> How are things in Sherwood Forest? Hmm. Everybody's getting ready for television. Come on in, come on in. Right. Sit down and let's chew the fat. You know anything bad about anybody? Yes, that's why I'm here. wonder if I could look at your files on Charlie Ferrelli, Sam. Oh, no need to get dusty. I'll tell you all you want to know. Ferrelli came to this country around 25 years ago, probably from Sicily. Nobody knows for sure. Made big dough in Prohibition days. Liquor. Bought a nightclub. Might be leveling now and might not. Big connections, underworld and otherwise. Police never pinned anything on him, and if you ask me, they never will. It's a class operator. Well, thanks, Sam. How's your memory on Tommy Patchek? Oh, had to pull the file on him today after his break last night. Yeah. Sent up three years ago for attempted robbery. He and his buddy tried to hold up a liquor store. His partner was killed. Nick Pantel, I... Yeah, Pantel, I think that was his name. Tommy was shot by recovered. He claimed it was a frame. Now, why would anyone want to frame him? Well, he didn't know. I guess that's why nobody believed him. I see. Well, thanks, Sam. Oh, anytime, Sam. <laughs> That's an interesting egg on your forehead. You walk into a door? No, someone slugged me. Oh, now why would anybody want to slug you? I don't know. I guess that's why nobody believes me. Yeah. Well, stuff happens. Yeah, stuff happens. Good night, Sam. <laughs> Simon Templer, Nancy. Oh, quick. Anybody watching the house? I don't know. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Oh, Mr. Templer, you're afraid. Uh, you should see the rest of me. Well, I mean, I... What happened to Frank Lee, Well, he beat me up some, but I'm the durable type, pre-war construction. Oh, I despise him. He's always hanging around as if he owns me. I hate him. I guess I'm afraid of him, too. And what about Ferelli? I don't know. You know, I get the feeling he's watching me all the time. I almost feel sometimes like that's why he's hired me, so he could watch me. Does he know Tommy Patchek's your brother? I don't know, but he knows everything. Maybe he does. What's Tommy done? Why, why is somebody trying to have him killed? What's he done? Oh, come on, Nancy. Here's a shoulder to cry on. I'm sorry. I'm not the crying type. It's just that knowing that kid's out there somewhere cold and scared, hunted and alone. Well, maybe he won't be alone. If we can reach him, or if he can reach us. Does he know where you live? Yeah. But how can he get... Shh. Someone outside the door. Who? You'll soon find out. Frank! Hey, you're quite an accomplished man, Frank. You tend bar, beat up the customers, listen at keyholes. What else do you do? I take guys I find in my girl's room, and I throw them downstairs. Frank, get out! Did you forget your blackjack, Frank? You might need it. Big lady killing operator, eh? Well, come on. Let's see how you bounce. Stop it, Frank! Hey, stand still, Templer. This is for the egg on the head, Frankie. And this is just because I don't like you. Oh, 
Temple. I hope your neighbors don't object to noisy parties, Nancy. Come in, Mr. Temple. You hurt? No, I'm not hurt. But I don't think I'll have Frankie mix me any more drinks. You were pretty terrific. Was I? Oh, well, no, I... Well, you know best. Good night, Nancy. You're leaving? Oh, no, indeed. Frankie might be back. I'll sit up and you take the bedroom now. Get some rest. Did you sleep at all last night? No. I kept waiting for Tommy. Yeah. Get some rest. I'll stretch out on the couch. But if... It... If Tommy comes, I'll awaken you. All right, Mr. Temple. Hmm. Nancy. Yes, Mr. Temple? If I'm going to spend the night on your couch, you'd better call me Simon. Nancy. Yes, Simon? Mmm, do I smell coffee and bacon? You do. Nancy, men have married for such an aroma. Well, well, breakfast will be ready in a minute. Did you get any sleep? Yeah, I did finally. Simon, I wonder if they've picked up Tommy yet. No, they didn't. I went out this morning around six and bought a paper. Here. Let me see. Police narrow trap around Patrick. Escape bandit's still at large. Oh, Simon, what's that? It's your brother. He's on the fire escape. Oh, Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Uh, Come on, now. Let me help you, Tommy. There you go. I made it, sis. Come on, now. Take it easy. Tommy, come here. Sit down over here. Yeah. Come on, now. That's it. Don't talk. I'll get your breakfast and then put you to bed. You're all right now, Tommy. Did anyone see you come in? I don't know. I had a breakout saying. They'd kill me. They'd kill me. I know, I know. Now, pull yourself together. We haven't got much time. Who's trying to kill you? I think... Really? Why? Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. But you must... Can't you let him alone? I can't. Frank, Pirelli, the police... Some of them or all of them will be here at any minute. Don't take me back. They'll kill me. Look, we've got to find out why, Tommy. Nancy, hand him some coffee. All right, right away. Now, you say Ferelli is trying to have you killed. That means you know something, or he thinks you do. What is it? I don't know. I don't know. Don't you think I've been trying to figure it out for three years? Please let him alone. I can't. You say the holdup was a frame, right? We didn't even have guns. Nick and I just went in for some beer and the owner started shooting at us. He got Nick and he went to get me, too. When I came through, there was a gun planted on me. One on Nick, too. Did Nick know Ferelli? Well, can't I rest for a while? No, you've got to answer me. Yeah. Yeah, Nick knew Ferelli. I think you know him in Sicily, but he never said. He was lazy, but he was a good guy. He didn't work, or how did he get along? I... I got the idea Ferelli gave him money. I don't know why. You were his friend? Yeah. Now, we live in the same room and house on 3rd. I know where it is, yeah. I was there yesterday and met your charming landlady. Did Nick ever tell you anything about Ferelli? About anything at all? Who can't see he's exhausted? Look, would you rather see him exhausted or dead? Tell me, Tommy, did Nick ever tell you anything about Ferelli? Yes, sir. Just no one. 
Just as if anything ever happened to him. To Nick. I was to look for the ace in the hole. Did you? No, no, you couldn't. You were shot and railroaded into prison. What happened to Nick's things, do you know? Uh, they were sold, I guess. He kept everything he had in an old trunk. An old trunk? Any chance it might still be at the rooming house? Maybe. I don't know. Tommy, look. Is there any way we can get into that house without being seen? The police are watching it. I don't know. Oh, you've got to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yes, through the backyard. Next door. Then through the garage. Come on, Nancy. We're taking him out of here. You can't move him now, son. We'll move him if we have to carry him. If we leave him here for Ellie, we'll kill him. Come on, if that trunk is still there, we've got a chance. Louis, listen very carefully. Go ahead, Mr. Temple. It's your nickel. Are you feeling particularly reckless today? Well, what do you mean? How would you like to take somebody for a ride? Well, 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 Mr. Temple... There ain't nothing I wouldn't do for you, you know that. But but take somebody for a... My wife wouldn't like that. You haven't got a wife. Yeah, but if I had one, she wouldn't like it. No, honest, Mr. Temple, I never bumped off nobody my whole life. I know that, and I wouldn't expect you to start now. I just want you to take somebody for a ride in your cab. Oh! Yeah, that somebody is somebody the police want. I don't want them to find him just yet. Gotcha. Well, look, don't hit any bumps. He's in pretty bad condition. Don't worry, Mr. Temple. He'll think he's in a baby buggy. Louie, I like you. Oh, Mr. Temple, I bet you say that to all the cab drivers. Stand right behind this door, Nancy, until I... Hey, what are you doing sneaking in the back way? This is a respectable rooming house. Or it would be if I had respectable rumors. Look, Mother, I haven't much time. Do you remember Nick Pantel? Nick? Sure I do. We shot three years ago, dead now. Yes, I know. Did he leave a trunk here? I've got a very bad memory. Um, here. Well, I sold the trunk. What? Lisa stuff in it. I had a perfect right. He didn't give me my two weeks' notice before leaving. Is the trunk still here? It's down in the cellar, this door here. Oh, thank you. That's okay. I won't mention it to anybody. Won't even mention the Tommy Patchek sisters standing right in my hall behind the door. Of course, the cops would be kind of interested because they're looking for a brother, but just the same. And you've got a perfect right to call the police if you want to. Oh, not me. I hate cops. Of course, if they was to ask me, I've got such a good memory. Uh, here. Thanks. It's going back on me again. <laughs> There's only one trunk here. Hmm. Looks like Ferrelli covered this angle years ago, huh? The lining's ripped up. So's the bottom. No use, then. Perhaps. But perhaps Nick Pantel read Poe's The Purloined Letter. You see this waybill on the trunk? Yeah. I'm going to see if it comes off. How's that prove? That the best hiding place is sometimes the most obvious. <laughs> Look. There's a newspaper clipping on the other side. It's in Italian. Can you translate it, son? No, but I'll find someone who can, and when I Save do... Save yourself a trouble, Mr. Templer. Son. Oh, hello, Ferrelli. Hi, Mac. Hi. I'll take that clipping. Keep him covered, Frank. Thank you. Uh, 
What do you propose to do now? What do I propose to do now? Hmm. What would you do? Nothing. You're licked, Ferelli. You can destroy that clipping, but I can guess what it says. You committed a crime in Sicily years ago and had to flee the country. Probably you killed a man. Nick Pantel knew it and was blackmailing you. You had him killed. Then you tried to have Tommy killed at the same time, just because he might know. Just because he might know. Hmm? And if I committed this crime, Mr. Templer, why didn't they extradite me? Because Mussolini was making the trains run on time and accepting bribes whenever they came along. Since then, you haven't been too sure, Ferelli. Everything is for sale, Mr. Templer. You've got the money. Where's Tommy, Nancy? She doesn't know, Ferelli. Do you? Mm, I think I'll just let you brood about that one. Mm-hmm. What do you think we should do, Frank? Well, it looks like him or you, Mr. Ferelli. How about the girl, Frank? I don't know her. Frank. You heard what he said, kid. Well, Frank? No. It won't work, Ferelli. It won't work. Well, difference of opinion is what makes horse races. Hey, get back, you... Put up the gun. There's enough holes in the floor already. There's cops all over the house and outside. Who called them? I did. Mother, and you hated cops. I did, but I remembered there was a reward out for Tommy, and I figured Nancy knew where he was. Hurt me to go back on my principles, but I forced myself. Hey, what do we do, boss? Mr. Farrelly's a sensible man, Frank. He'll go back to the old country. That's better than facing a murder rap here, isn't it? Yes, yes, much better. Put up the gun, Frank. Well, not before I... Give me that, Frankie. Give me that before I break your martini arm. There. Very impetuous young man, Frank. Oh, he might have killed you. Yeah, but he didn't. Shall we go, Ferelli? Yes, we'll go. But it's only a question of time for me, Mr. Templer. I'll be back. In any sensible society, money can buy anything. And uh, when we return to, uh, shall I say, sensible basis, I'll be back. And if you come back, I won't be here. No. In the meantime, I'll read up on Paul. He might have saved me a lot of trouble. Tommy Patch, you got a full pardon, Mr. Templer? Gee, that's swell. No, Tommy deserved a few good breaks, Louie. Yeah. There's just two things about the case that bother me, Mr. Templer. Oh, what are they, Louie? You think a guy like Florelli could ever come back to this country like you said? He'll be trying, Louie. So it's up to you and me. Yeah, yeah. And what's the other thing? Well, you know that day you had me drive Tommy Patchek all over town in this cab when the cops were looking for him? Yeah. Well, all he talked about was his sister. What a wonderful girl she was. And, uh, how pretty. Yes? Well, he was saying how hard she worked all her life. How regular she was. And how pretty. Yes? And I just wondered, that's all, you know, if a girl was that, uh, pretty. Louis, uh-huh. the voodoo club is under new management. New owner, new bartender, but the, uh, same cigarette girl. Yeah? Well, let's drive over there. You seem to be out of cigarettes. <laughs> You've been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. Now, here is our star, Vincent Price. Ladies and gentlemen, in tonight's cast, you heard Peggy Weber as the landlady and Sheldon Leonard as Frank. Victor Rodman was Ferelli, Peter Leeds, Sam. Dick Krenner played Tommy, Fred Shields, the warden. Larry Dobkin plays Louie. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of 
the saint. Good night. script of The Saint was written by Dick Powell. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charters, is a James L. Safier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is now starring in The Winslow Boy at the Las Palmas Theater here in Hollywood. Your announcer is Don Stanley. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Tonight it's the big show once again. There'll be music with Meredith Wilson, Mindy Carson, Perry Coma, and many more. Comedy with Bob Hope, Jimmy Durante, and Eddie Cantor. Drama with Jose Ferrer. In fact, it has everything, including Tallulah. And tonight, Theater Guild on the Air presents another outstanding drama, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, starring Frederick March and Barbara Bel Geddes. So remember, visit the big show today on NBC. All right, guys. So that was The Saint. Uh, I, will, I will say that hearing Vincent Price as a ladies' man is disturbing. um yeah he's he's a phenomenal actor but listening to him hit on chicks and wondering if he's going to take him back to his dungeon and torture them kind of kind of creepy kind of creeps you out yep (laughs) so (laughs) so I'm going to ask you guys. So there is a a big. Um, it's almost like the same show, like between this and the Falcon, because it's a mystery, and they're both super famous, and they both go by code names. Which one do you guys think is better, the Falcon, or so far the Saint? Falcon. Falcon. The Falcon. Yeah. Um, there's something about these episodes that makes me turn off. I I love, well, I did. I don't know if I still do, but the Val Kilmer movie of The Saint, I really like. I like the fact that he goes and becomes different people. He puts on disguises and investigates things and goes behind the this you know he 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 doesn't just show up and everybody knows who he is and i think that's what makes the movie so much better than this is the fact that simon templar is invisible in the movie but in this he's everybody's best friend yeah yeah i i mean i and i do enjoy the humor aspect of it a little bit um one episode, it felt like you they're really trying really hard to try to get you to get a chuckle. The other one felt a little more natural. But um, as a whole, detective-wise, I feel that the Falcon is more in that, that realm than the Vincent Price saint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I don't know. I've, I've listened to these episodes a couple times and I, I don't even know what they're about. I can't tell you who, other than the cabbie, who he deals with. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just makes me turn off. 
Like I never, I don't pay attention to it. Yeah. And I felt that way about uh, the what is it, murder in a prison or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I I I did start zoning on that one. Now mm-hmm. the other one, I can't remember which one that was, but it was the one where contract on the to, saint. Yeah, contract on the saint. I actually enjoyed that. I thought it was interesting. Um, as far as there's a contract on him. And he doesn't know why, so he just kind of falls into it and then starts pursuing it that route. And I thought that was a really good uh, storytelling. And it, that felt like it was more detective. But if most of these are going to go more of the prison murder one, then yeah, you're going to, I think you're going to probably going to zone out a little bit on those. Yeah. I kept looking to see how much longer I had on the, the second one. whatever it was, the prisoner one. Yeah. I kept looking to see how much longer I had to sit through it. Well, I think it started off really strong, in my opinion. Like, okay, somebody's trying to put a hit on him, and then all of a sudden it's just kind of, it's like, oh, we're running out of time. we got to wrap this up now. And yes. Just, it, it felt like, yeah, it, it, so you lost all momentum on it because there was no development. It's just like, yep, there's the issue. Great, see ya. It's pretty sad when the landlady was the most exciting part of that whole episode. <laughs> she was funny. I liked her. <laughs> my, memory, yeah, she... my memory's kind of fading. How about this? Oh, yeah, it's coming back now. Yeah, I like that. That was funny. Yeah, she was the best part. Um... So, next question. Do you want to do more of the saint, or do you want to move on? Oh. What do you think, Kirk? Um, I'm just not enjoying it. So, if we want to move on, that's fine with me. Are we going sci-fi next, Nick? Yes, we are. Then let's move on. Okay. I after we've done the Falcon and then we did in you know um the why can I never think of it? I got I love dial mystery. A for yeah. I love a mystery. I had dial M for murder in my head. I didn't like that's not it. Um you know, we got quite a bit of the kind of detective aspect of things. But let's move on to some sci fi. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um I will let you guys know what we're doing next. Um, either X minus one or well, we'll just find some sci-fi shows. So we'll okay. just, we'll just move around. Cool. Cause there's, there's will, a lot. I will say this. You did suggest that, uh, what was the, the, the one that same guy that write, wrote the other series. My oh, Morse yeah. Or whatever. Uh, um, yeah. The adventures by Morse. Yes. The guy who wrote was, I Love a Mystery. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun. I did enjoy those. Yeah. I know that we didn't really cover them on the show itself, but um, I really did enjoy those. And then trying to listen to The Saint after and listening to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we'll, we'll do Adventures by Morse later after we do cool. sci-fi. Okay, because cool. Because I really want to get into it. 
because mm-hmm. it sounds like it switches gears after that first like first uh series. Yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah. Cuz it's no longer just him. You know, he's got a partner and he goes through like adventures and stuff. So it sounds like it'd be a little bit different. And yeah. Um, all right. So that's it for tonight. I'm Nick and who else is here? Yeah, that's right. Ryan. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys uh, next week. See you later. Bye. All right. See you guys.